I realized I had trouble pronouncing all the words that ever existed other than the and seemed. You're using your body like a bellows. It's a pump. And then you have these two extremely skillful people listening to you with bat ears. I wrote this book because people online started telling me I was good at disagreeing, which had never happened in my whole life. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet psychotherapist, writer, and speaker, Katherine Morgan Schaffler, psychologist Rick Hansen, PhD, and singer, songwriter, and author, Mike Donahue. Hear what inspired these authors to write their books, and what sport one author compares audiobook narration to. Enjoy. I'm Katherine Morgan Schaffler, author of The Perfectionist's Guide to Losing Control, A Path to Peace and Power. I wrote this book for a thousand reasons, but I think the main reason is that someone told me this, we write the books we need. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be relaxing. Why? Because I'm in a cozy booth around very nice, encouraging people. (laughs) I realized I had trouble pronouncing all the words that ever existed other than the and seemed. I'm excited for listeners to connect with me in a more visceral way. I want this book to be connective more than anything because I think if you read the book and you know, connection is the greatest arbiter of mental wellness. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Selena Gomez or Britney Spears because Britney Spears is funny and I feel like she would help make my book funnier. And Selena Gomez has this deep, amazing voice, and both women are huge advocates for mental health. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was The Alchemist, which I listened to with my daughter when she can't sleep. It's my favorite book. I love listening to audiobooks while I walk around New York City. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. The night before our wedding, my husband and I decided to sleep separately so that each of us could spend the evening in the most relaxing way possible before our big day. I returned home from the rehearsal dinner at around 10.30 p.m., walked my dogs while responding to emails, and then worked out. After working out, I took an amazing shower, rewrapped the gifts I was giving to my bridesmaids the following day, the gift wrap from the store graffitied the paper with so much tape and it was all too kitschy in the first place, filed some clinical notes, Edited my vows in bed for about 20 minutes, checked my emails again, and then drifted off to sleep a touch after 2 a.m. It was, by all accounts, the perfect night. Hi, this is Rick Hansen, author of Making Great Relationships, Solving Conflicts, Building Connection, and Fostering Love. I wrote this book because we live in a time in which many of our relationships are strained for all kinds of reasons. And in my own background as a longtime therapist, 35 years at least, plus 40 years (laughs) as a husband and 35 plus years as a parent, I've just seen that much of the time people want their relationships to be better. There's an ache in their heart 
to wish that they'd be better, or they're just dealing with crud, let's say at work or with their in-laws, but they don't know what to do, what they could think or say that would make the relationships better. You know, we have an amazing power to construct our relationships, and we have tremendous influence over how we experience our relationships. So a relationship can be, in a sense, great for us, even if, you know, it's a little awkward whenever we see that other person, but at least inside ourselves, we are still feeling okay. So what I wanted to do was to identify 50 simple, powerful, research-based practices that people could draw upon and use immediately, really, to make their relationships better. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be effortful. And what I mean by that is that emotionally, it was lovely to sit back in the stream of my words, which honestly, I hadn't read for nine months since I turned in the book. The effortful part is just what it's like to keep vocalizing, you know, what it's like to keep producing words. You know, you're using your body like a bellows. It's a pump. You're pumping out sound through your throat. And then you have these two extremely skillful, talented, and well-intended people who are listening to you with bat ears. And any word you bobble, any sound you gurgle, they catch it. And guess what? You get to do it again. All of which is good. It's fine. It's okay. And honestly, there was an aspect to this that was effortful. I didn't really have trouble pronouncing any particular word, partly because our wonderful producer set me up with a pronunciation guide. What was instructive, though, as a reader, was to notice that there are certain words which, when you string them together, are kind of hard to say while enunciating each little bit. And normally we talk and we don't particularly notice it, but I've come to appreciate that if you're going to really enunciate things carefully in a string of sounds, you have to pay a certain attention to the gymnastics your tongue is doing inside your mouth to make sure you hit the S's, you click the K's, you know, you pop the T's. And that also made me respect, even more than ever, people who do singing or other kinds of vocalizing for a living. Honestly, I felt glad that I was centered in my own experience as I read the book. You know, one of the things that I recommend in the book is about being in your experience while you say it. And it was good to feel like I was actually in the words, talking with a real person, at least most of the time when I was reading my book, and I'm pretty happy about that. The notion of Gandalf, you know, narrating my book, played by Ian McKellen, would be really kind of wonderful. Also, I guess, no idea what it would be like to have Yoda read my book. And then last, honestly, a shout out to my friend, Tara Brock. Wow, as soon as she starts talking, my heart starts melting. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Some years ago, my friend Norman and I were climbing a route on Fairview Dome in Yosemite National Park. I finished leading a steep pitch, set anchors at a small ledge, and belayed Norman as he came up. 
Suddenly, he popped off a hold and fell backward with his arms flung wide and a shocked expression on his face. His weight yanked me downward, but the anchors held and I braked his fall. He looked up with a bemused grin, jammed his hands back in the crack, and kept climbing. Hi, this is Mike Donahue, author of Grace in the Gray, A More Loving Way to Disagree. I wrote this book because people online started telling me I was good at disagreeing, which had never happened in my whole life. But apparently the way that I was responding to people was starting to convince people that there is a more loving way to disagree. Recording an audiobook is like baseball because you keep starting and stopping and pausing, cars drive by, lots of seventh inning stretches, lots of do-overs, you know, you stand at the plate and you foul off ball after ball, and then you hit a homer, and everybody remembers the home run. I realized I had trouble pronouncing any word from a different language, particularly the Greek words, eidos, 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 I don't know, the thing that I'm most excited about when it comes to my narration are my different voices that I'm able to employ. I was a theater major, so I can like go into other accents. And sometimes I can talk like Christopher Walken, so you have that to look forward to when you listen to it. The last audiobook I listened to was Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. My buddies and I used to listen to them every time we took a long drive, and I loved the different accents and different characters. Really riveting. My favorite place to listen to an audiobook is the car, absolutely. I mean, anytime I'm on a long drive, it's a podcast or an audiobook, for sure. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. My sister once stabbed me in the arm with a pencil. I still bear the mark. If you look just above my right elbow, you'll see a little faded gray circle of lead just beneath the surface of my skin. I'm not trying to paint my sister in some villainous light. The truth is, I deserved it. I forget what we were arguing about, but I know I had spent the better part of an hour harnessing all the agitative force I could muster to see just how angry I could make her. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.